Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. How are you guys doing? Welcome over here. It's going to be a little bit different. We got uh, my, my good friendy, my good friend of me. Mike, what the? F- I better not be a friend of me. <laughs> oh, I said friend, friend. I don't know where I was going there. Friend in front of me. Friend, friend in front. Friend. Anyway, friend next to me. His name is Matthew Tardy. You guys have seen him. He's going to be on quite a bit Hello. more of these. We've actually changed the entire way that this podcast actually looks now. If you guys have not seen, you guys are listening through your ear holes. Go to the channel. Go to Speak the Truth. You guys will actually see we've changed the entire setup. This is going to be a new setup. We now are running three cameras. Way too many cameras. We got three of them now. I may have to adjust stuff going forward, but we're talking about China. Oh, China. Oh, China. <laughs> I, I think I've almost got it max, or, or mastered at this point. Uh, I, I saw an article this morning, and I wanted to talk about it today since he was going to be coming in, on the fact is China going to be winning the global arms race? And this entire article, where I'm going to be reading some bits and pieces, and he's a very intelligent individual, so I'm going to let him do a little bit of talking. Well, I want to know about intelligent, but I <laughs> draw some lines here and there. He's you a know? Bit, bit, bit more yeah. intelligent than myself. Yeah. So at the gate, it goes on to start out like this. So advances in missile technology, nuclear weapons, and artificial intelligence have triggered serious concern among many Western observers who believe a profound shift in global balance of military powers underway. I don't, I'm not going to say that that's going to, it could possibly happen under this current administration. Am I wrong? Uh, what, that China's going to take over? No, 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 no. They're not going to take over this administration. That, that the next three years, they're going to have a chance to actually have a, a decent advancement ahead of us when it comes to, not, not like the current state that we have, but like, actually making some progress over the next three years because we know he's not going to actually do anything. Well, yeah, so China's got a chance to, like, actually start yes, moving, moving without yes. any opposition from the United States. Absolutely. Like, the U.S. lost its balls over the last year. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious, man. Yeah, yeah, we did. Like Look at all the communist advancement that's taking place right now. The U.S. lost its cojones. They're not there. I mean, we have them, yeah. right? But the current mm-hmm. administration lost its cojones. No, no, I get it, I get it, I get it. But that's why President Jinping has actually ordered China's armed forces currently to modernize by 2035. So this is literally from him, by the way. Correct. So it's away. They, he says that he wants them to be capable of fighting and winning wars by 2049. So it is a good thing we're sitting in 2021 currently. So we have a little bit of leeway. I yeah, about 28 years, according to him. <laughs> right? So we're, yeah. we're predicting, like, looking at these articles, you know, we're predicting 20 to 28 years in advance. Although he says he wants to be able to fight and win wars within 10. Right? There's a huge stretch that they're making from where they're at to where yeah. they want to be. No, they want to be monetized by 2035, which, right. which I don't even know what that in, what, what does that in, in entail to China. Because right now, like, for instance, we were having a discussion. In 2035, they say modernized. Are they talking about having going away from diesel-powered... Aircraft carriers. Um, aircraft carriers over to... Right, over to nuclear power, Which maybe? we've had for how long now? Right, and if they want to win, I mean, we've got more power in our aircraft carrier arsenal than they probably do in their entire military. The ability to project, let me put it that way, our ability to project places and win wars. No, that's, that's a good point. We can actually yeah. take a launching... Like, we can use those as a launching pad anywhere. But but if, if they're not even there currently, right now, do you think that they're going to be there by 2035? And it has Absolutely an- not. Okay. Absolutely. Dude, there's no, you can throw as much money as you want at stuff, but technology and getting that stuff right takes some time. Now that's, now we're talking about like just 
like military equipment speaking, we're not talking about technologically, right? Yeah. Technologically, I feel like they've got us beat in Matt's opinion. And okay. I can point to an incident where I think I... Well, a lot I of the times, I, I mean, they do that. steal a lot of our stuff. Well, it's not that. They stole a drone. Well, excuse me. Iran stole a drone without any help from China. If you, do you remember what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And there was no... So the U.S. claimed... U.S. claims that we crashed this thing and I like... It was a rogue drone from Afghanistan that randomly ended up over <laughs> Iran. By the way, that or, doesn't happen. They don't just go off by themselves. Everybody, no, <laughs> that doesn't they don't happen. just. They're literally bad drift off. Like you're talking about, like million dollar aircraft. <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you really think that we're just going to have them float off where they feel like without a way of finding their way home? Yeah. Like that's a big gap that somebody should be fired over if that was the case, but that's not. And then we say that this thing crashed landed over in Iran, and I, it's in one complete piece. And no, like no, you got it. like Iranian generals showing this thing off. I know, I get it. I get it. Right. So <laughs> Iran didn't didn't do that on their own. And it's believed that China helped them do that. And so China's capabilities as far as technology go far, far, far outweighs like their military the ability to project their military. Which is funny you say that because I was actually sifting through this and one of the things on here was the fact is artificial intelligence right here. China is now fully committed to developing future military based methods on disrupting technologies. Fact. Why do you think about? we have a space force? Yes. It, <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. <laughs> I know, I no, I dead serious, it. bro. Dead serious. Everybody wants to joke on the space it's force. Not. I know it's not a joke. No, we joke. we absolutely need the space force. By like, the way, it's not a joke. Two days ago was their second birthday. Happy birthday, space happy force. birthday, space force. The army <laughs> already told you. Now get your own basic training. And get, get the hell out of the air yeah, force. Get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Not that you guys probably even need one. Not all joking aside, we need a bunch of like techie geeks and stuff Smart like that. People. Like we need to be going yeah. like straight from Google, Apple, NASA. All these people just need to be pulled out and given a uniform and told they're in a space force. What? So Ch China's Academy of Military Science has actually been given a mandate directly from the higher ups to make sure that this happens through civil military fusion, which means that they're joining up a Chinese private sector technology companies with the country's defense industries. So they're literally bringing in private sector, which we all know they're communist state anyway, so it doesn't really matter. There's no real private. It's not private. There's nothing it's really private, private sector. Quote unquote private. It's not mandatory so fun time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Mandatory fun time. Basically, it's every every FRG meeting in the face face of planet Earth. Right. But basically, just mashing both of them together. And they're going to be create, it'd be like America saying, you know what? Fuck you, Apple. Fuck you, Microsoft. You're now one company and we're going to basically take control of what you're doing. Right. It's pretty much what happened. But that's not going to happen because we live in the best place on planet Earth. But in July, as you guys do know, UK and US and EU all accused China of carrying out major cyber attacks that were actually targeting Microsoft Exchange servers. I think this, this was, I didn't, I wasn't really doing anything back then. I think it was, it was cared more about fishing and like, I don't know, drinking beer or something. I don't know. I wasn't paying any attention to this, but right. I do remember this actually coming through and it's believed the attack actually affected 30,000 organizations globally. And it aimed to enable large scale espionage, including the acquisition of personal information and IP, of course. Well, they've been, it's, it's not just launching their cyber attacks. They're doing that. They're doing that across like all platforms. Like yeah. anytime you click on your phone, they're gathering info on you. What is that? Uh, what's that one? Tick tock. There you go. Uh, how, how do you think that? So the spending, though, the spending, Charles, I know you're looking at us kind of crazy. So China's military spending, spending is in billion dollars, by the way. U.S. spends $767 billion. China's at $245 billion, And then it goes India. I already knew India. I don't think a lot of people know how big India's army it's massive. Really is. It's huge. It's like and they've got a lot of problems. Dude. India's always oh God, dealing always, with always got to deal with Pakistan. Right. And all. Anyway, they actually have a pretty bad terrorism problem, actually, in India. Northern. It's like nobody cares. But I think it's yeah. in north. It's mainly just the entire. I was going to say entire northwest north, region. Yep. Yeah, the entire northwest region. 
The growth of China's military budget has outpaced its, its overall economic growth over the last decade, if anybody does not know that as well. But they're boosting their nuclear warheads, which, by the way, I think we have, I think it says actually, I mean, we have like 5,500, I think. Yeah, we have 5,500 stockpiled warheads. We've had it for a long time. I, don't, I, don't, I, I personally don't think we've ever should have gotten rid of any of our stockpile. I think we should have just... I don't. I don't even know if we really have. Do you think I, we have? I don't. I, You're I supposed to know it. these kind I of doubt good it. things. Why would I? And if I did know, why would I say that? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. See, he's, he's covering his tracks there. Anyway, U.S. Department of Defense actually predicted that China was set to quadruple its nuclear new uh, stockpile by the end of the current decade. They said they likely have about a thousand warheads by the end of 2030. No, that's real. That's, that's something that, that that's an achievable goal for them. Okay. Right, like once you get one, it's just I, I don't I, I'm not a nuclear engineer. Yeah, but we have 5,500. I don't care if I get to 2030. We still well, have the, the problem is, is one gets launched, it's a problem. Like it's the same thing since the Cold War. So it doesn't matter if they have 100 or they have 10,000. Yeah, right. Like you're talking about a lot of destruction to take place if they can get them there. <laughs> if if they can actually deliver the war, and, that, and that's what we're talking about hypersonic future. And I didn't I didn't realize this until this little cute that's, little graph. That that's people, a thing. Okay, that's showing on a YouTube channel if you guys don't listen on there. But the hypersonic missiles that travel more than five times the speed of sound. Five times. Which is not nearly as fast as an ICBM, though. But it's not new technology either. It's not. And, I, and the way that works, ICBM goes straight up and then way out there. And I, I got this little cute little image right here. Yeah, and it just way rips ass out. And then it kind of goes... But <laughs> hypersonic basically... I don't know how far, it doesn't say how far outside of the Earth it goes, but it's not nearly as far as an ICBM, clearly. And it just goes around it. Right. It just goes around So the U.S. tried to develop a missile back, like, during the Cold War, mm-hmm. right, ICBM, and we determined that, like, it was really easy for Russia to shoot these ICBMs out of the sky, right? Like, they're easy to track, they're easy to see come in, and so so what the U.S. decided it was going to do, and you can look, dude, I can't make this stuff up. Like, the things scientists dream up blows my mind. We developed a hypersonic nuclear warhead that flies like 200 feet off the ground like napier style and it goes so fast that the hypersonic shock coming off of it leaves like a one kilometer trail of destruction to the left and right as it's flying over cities and so we decided that instead of making this and developing this project we were just going to kind of stream away from it because we'd have to like basically send it over europe and destroy half of europe just to deliver a blow to russia oh okay yeah serious technology like to to give you an idea wow yeah hypersonic is they travel at 7,200 miles per hour. An ICBM travels at 15,000 miles per hour. Just so everybody has an idea, an F-35 fighter flies just under 2,000 miles per hour. Seven times faster than an F-35. Yep. That's that's one way to put it in perspective, how fast it's moving. Yep. Anyway, the only thing with hypersonic missiles, they say, though, aircraft carriers in particular are much more difficult to defend which I guess that makes a little bit more sense because they're and traveling at a very low altitude. Right, and what did the U.S. just put out last week? I don't know, but you're about to tell me. Oh, yeah, I'm about to tell you. A new aerial defense system equipped with Oh, lasers. the lasers? Yeah, the lasers. Laser beams. Apparently, it's been around for a little while. Has There's been. comment sections people have been talking about it since it's been around since 2003. I don't think it's nearly as good as it was in 2003, I would assume. Oh, it's got to be better. Yeah, uh, yeah, a little bit. All right, Charles, let's see what we got going on here. World's largest Navy now. This is the one we were just talking about a second ago. Mm. They have now overtaken the U.S. with the largest Navy on planet Earth. They have 348 ships compared to about 296. But how many, how many of them are actually diesel-driven? Steamboat well, carriers, pretty much. They got a, Literally, they have a f- prop on the back that's, that's going. Right. It's not, it's not the number. It's the capability yeah, of the ship. Yeah. Period. End of discussion. Like they, they have numbers, but they don't have capability. 
The U.S. Navy is actually predicting between 2020 and 2040, the total number of Chinese Navy ships will increase by 40%. But does that really mean that they're increasing in a good way, as in they're going to make a better ship than us? I don't know about that. That's the other thing, too. You know, like this article is forecasting one side of the fight. It's saying, all right, well, China is going to have a far better capability by the year 2040-something. And it doesn't take into account what the U.S. is going to do between now and then either. And so yeah, we're just talking yeah. about like oh, overthrowing yeah. it. Yeah, it's a one-sided debate when it goes there. Of course, they're going to throw a shit ton of money at it. Of course, they're going to grow their navy, and of course, they're going to try to do that. But at the same time, we're going to be doing the same thing. Yeah, I'm not even. I'm not concerned. When was the last time we watched? We lost the war. Well, yeah, I'm not going to answer that one. Well, yeah, well, that's just it. it, it <laughs> and, and that's no, that's a very real thing, though. You know, like because it's it's not just it's not just what is the military capable of. It's what's what's the country willing to do to win that fight. Yeah. Right. And the U.S. is not willing to do the same thing China is for particular things. We're willing to do whatever it takes to defend our homeland. But once like we start dabbling in other people's affairs, we don't throw the whole kitchen sink at it. You know, Which our military never, is very capable. We have never thrown the kitchen sink at anybody since World War II. No. Now, if we threw the kitchen sink at China, it's over. Yeah. Like over. But the amount of lives lost in that would be so brutal. It's not even funny. Like just brutal. Brutal. Go ahead. You got oh, yeah. this. So Mattis, right? The same. Mm-hmm. It, go, it goes on the same thing. This is essentially this article over here that got taken from, oh, what did this come from? Defense One. It's talking about China no longer being a peasant army, right? Just a bunch of infantrymen you give a rifle and a magazine to and tell them to go forth and do good things for God and country, right? They're saying that they're now advancing beyond that and looking at modernizing themselves and coming through. And it goes into a quote from Mattis, and it says, For decades, the U.S. has enjoyed uncontested or dominant superiority in every operating domain. Today, Mattis warned, every domain is contested, air, land, sea, space, and cyberspace. And that came from 2018. That's when he said that, back in 2018. Hmm. So Mattis was concerned back then over every domain that like we try to operate in that we're going to have problems. And the reason that breaks down to is technology. Right, yeah. like all of our modern military equipment goes off technology, and China has a massive lead on us when it comes to technology. It, it does. It's kind of sad when you're sitting here. I'm like, I'm like literally thinking in my head, that's a very that's a that's that's sad. Right, it really is. I'm like, I'm like thinking in my head. I mean, they've been sitting back since I think the last time they fought in war was 1979. It was against Vietnam, I believe. Right. Which well, doesn't mean anything anymore. I mean, that's that's literally like Stone Ages. And if we take all the money that we put into all these other wars since they've been sitting back, you know, and, and if not we even the money, but we, we have, we've we've got some, we've learned a lot of actual knowledge for fighting wars. We've recently we, ground troops, ground troops, yes. ground troops have learned a lot of knowledge from fighting actual wars. Ground troops, yeah. But like, when, that's a good question. When is that going to go out of style, though? Not out of style. That's a better way to put it. When's when's that going to be not effective though? It's it's always going to be effective. You at the end of the day, you always have to have somebody that's no. I'm not talking about ground troops. I'm talking about the the abilities that we actually learned in Afghanistan on the ground. When is that not going to be effective anymore? Because it's outdated essentially. The day we left. Oh, good. Good. The day we left, it became outdated. Good. Everything we knew, like everything we knew about that country, I do has changed. Hey, I I do know this that we actually this was last week we talked about this. With us leaving, they were doing an investigation how much knowledge we're actually gaining on, on ground on intel. We're down to having little as 1% of, of the, the, the amount of intelligence yes. is actually being gathered on the ground because we don't have any boots on the ground, which yes. is kind of funny as you looked at the left. All the left doesn't really understand this because none of them really fought any wars, is the fact that you have to have boots on the ground inside of countries like Afghanistan to maintain a presence, which then deters from cancerous individuals cesspools is a better way to put it that's a good way cesspools terroristic people 
cesspools heads from expanding. Fact. And it gives you a launching pad. That's the other thing. It yes. gives us a launching pad in those countries, which operates as a huge deterrent. A huge deterrent. That's a major deterrent. I mean, if you had somebody sitting literally next door in Afghanistan, we were, ne- we were literally touching China. If, if we had a launch pad, it's going to deter them from doing stupid things. Right. Now we don't have a launch pad. Right. At all. And in my opinion, our president's fueling it. Like, not just by pulling us out of there, but also yeah. by the stuff we talked about last time. Like, we're, we're almost aiding them. It's like we're helping our own enemy mm-hmm. along the way. We really are. We're giving them. We're giving them the natural resources that they need to accomplish a lot of the things that we don't want them to accomplish. We did that when we pulled out, and it wasn't. It, I mean, it shouldn't have happened. We've we've talked about this on all. No, I don't want to beat Afghanistan to death. But, but what, like, yeah. What what else you got over there? Was that because you're talking about talk on tech? Yeah. So talking on tech, man, and it, and it goes down further, and it talks. It, it goes into uh, who is this? The Defense Undersecretary for Obama. Um, she was saying that the United States also can no longer ex- expect to quickly achieve airspace or maritime superiority. I don't really agree with the maritime part, but as far no. as the airspace goes, I do agree with that because again, all of that runs on tech, like everything our aircraft do, everything, all, all of our drones, everything that's and not just not just here within the atmosphere. I'm also talking about like low Earth orbit, mm-hmm. right? Because all of that tech that's up there in the sky is what allows us to do those things. If you think about it, like GPS, satellite communication systems, all of that crap, internet, secure, secure networks, messaging, and all that crap is a lot. It is ran from outer space. And so when and drones and drones, <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's all ran from outer space and China is actually getting up there on this. Like they're up there and they're battling us. Whether people like to believe it or not, they're up there and they're, they're fighting against us in outer space, setting things up for when the next war kicks off. Oh, so if they take out our technology and they know this, if they take out our technology, a lot of our stuff goes to crap. Hopefully, really. this haven't made a lot of you people a little bit depressed. Hopefully, you're actually thinking about, man, we should rethink who we're going to vote for in the next election. If we had said issue, these these issues would not be a problem right now if we had voted for the right people. We wouldn't have is well, it would still be a problem, but we wouldn't be tested as much. They Russia wouldn't be. wouldn't be tested. China wouldn't be yeah. testing us. None of these people would actually be testing. Right now, it's just all testing. I don't, even, see what, I don't even see them testing us. I mean, they're literally declaring what they're doing, and they're doing it. Well, Russia today, which we're going to talk about here in, in another episode, but Russia's still throwing its weight around, even more so than what I was anticipating they were going to do. I still think that's still a possibility. I, I had still I had a, a buddy of mine message me from from a Ukraine? no. We're going to okay. call it we're going to call it an Eastern Bloc state. Okay, we're going to call it Eastern Bloc state that they're all preparing. They're taking all their like previous conscripts, and they're basically doing what we did, like stop loss recall. And tell them to get their asses to the Oh, border. really? Yeah. Okay, well, don't, don't talk about that right now. This is China. Talk about China. Well, they're going to go well, hand in hand, though, because if you think about China and Russia, it does go hand in hand. They're going to be hand in hand. They're, they're frenemies as much as you possibly can imagine. Okay. So he's, he's, we're actually going to bring another thing. Defense spending is kind of a big deal. And I, and I think our budget is by far going to be the greatest on planet Earth forever. I, I don't, I, it's going to be kind of tough, for, I think, unless we get somebody in charge, which is kind of funny, even though we have somebody in charge who's kind of slightly incompetent right now. He's having to roll back a lot of his things. Yep. Mexico, the border, he's having to roll back. Trump era policies are coming back. The new thing, they're talking about filling border wall gaps. Now he's going to have to actually, there's this money that was left on the table. A lot of people don't know about this. For the border wall. Now they're having to restart the border wall. Texas is funding its own, isn't it? Yes, yeah, so funding I, their I think own, I just read yes, that. Funding their own border wall, but they're having to use the funds. There's funds that were left over. Now Biden the, is having to fill the gap. And it's just. They're not allowed to, the well, messed up part. And I know this is way off subject. But, but Texas isn't even allowed to touch the federal supplies that are sitting there nope. that were already sent for the border wall. Nope. Which is messed up within itself. Mm-hmm. But I digress back to our spending, the yeah. defense spending defense. over uh, versus China. 
What what'd you say we were at? Seven hundred and seventy-five billion, I believe. Mm-hmm. I, I can look. I believe this one. Yeah, was. pull it back up. It is you passed it. Oh, seven hundred sixty-seven billion to China's two hundred forty-five billion. Big thing here is if we took all of our shit out of China and we stopped making so much stuff in China, their defense spending is going to go down. The thing that we did kind of screw up on, which I wish we never would have done, is brought them in the trade in the first place. Right. If we never would have done that. They would have never be a superpower in the first place. But if we were to take a bunch of our stuff back, we're just we're actually gonna we're not gonna kill them off completely because now they have so much money they can invest and do those holes. Yep. But we we we'd hurt them out a little bit, and maybe we'd I don't know two forty five to seven sixty seven. Yeah, and over here it's saying that in Millie's own words that the U.S. no longer dwarfs China in defense spending, which I'm sorry the numbers don't add up. That that to me I'm sorry, what? but what China is doing is they're spending. A ton more money so they're looking at dropping more and more and more money okay so it starts creeping if, if we say it like this so we have we'll say china and russia are together them together they have 300 billion dollars everybody else in this list india uk saudi arabia mm-hmm. uh france germany japan south korea those are the highest on the list we're all one little big happy family but the second strongest military to me still today is is actually russia mm-hmm. not china mm-hmm and they spend $200 billion less, mainly because they probably didn't have, well, near the fighting power to start off with. They've been stockpiling. Yeah. That, that's what it is. Like, right now, China is, like, racing to catch up, and Russia, due to the Cold War, has been... Yeah, and a lot of that stuff carried over from the Soviet Union. Yeah. And a lot of it isn't, like, nearly as equatable. They're still the using, like, ak forty seven. Right. It's not, yeah. it's not nearly the tech that we have. It's not nearly the fighting power that we have and all that other crap. But it is a large and formidable military. But China, right now, is racing to try to catch up. It's racing to get in there. And they're doing it at the key moment in time, and they're doing all these declarations right now when we have a weak individual in office. Period. That's that's what it is. Nothing more than that. It's pretty pretty cut and dry. <sighs> well, I hope you guys did enjoy this over here on the Speak the Truth. I do love you guys. We will be back with another one of these things. You'll see him a bit more. If you guys want to find him on Instagram, it'll be Anger Tab. Yes, that is right. Ranger Tab, but without the R. Anger Tab. I do love you guys. I am out, and I'll see you guys later.